this is episode 43 of this True Crime Nightmare podcast. This case, unfortunately, is still unsolved. 92-year-old Doris Kellett was brutally murdered in her own home on the 17th of January of 1990. The crime took place in a place called Bradford, which is in West Yorkshire in England. Doris, despite her age, still managed to live a pretty active life and would often be seen out in the local community. Doris attended a few local groups, such as a gentle exercise group that she attended at the local church centre. The centre had many different groups at the time and they also had a lunch club for elderly people to enjoy if they wanted to. The church centre and Doris Kellett's home were both located in a small village called Greenside in Cleckheaton. Cleckheaton is at the centre of a number of other small villages which together form the Spa Valley. Cleckheaton is about six miles from Bradford. The church centre was called the Cleckheaton Day Centre and formed part of the centre, the Central Methodist Church in Greenside, Cleckheaton. The centre also at times held talks that anyone interested in a particular subject could attend if they wanted to. On the 17th of January of 1990, Doris Kellett had attended the church centre and had taken part in a gentle exercise group before having lunch at the church centre, which she apparently had done on previous occasions as well. She had been seen there by many people who knew her and she had spoken to some of the other people using the centre facilities on that day, just as she had on many previous occasions. People who knew Doris said that she was a fairly independent woman who had her wits about her. It was said that she enjoyed being out and about rather than being indoors on her own. So at some point after she had returned home after having had a three-course lunch at the church centre, she was murdered in her own home. Doris was beaten over the head with a blunt object and she subsequently bled to death after suffering a fractured skull. Her body was discovered by her home help at about 6.45pm on the 17th of January of 1990. The home help was attending her house as prearranged between herself and Doris. The murder weapon has never been discovered. It was later determined that Doris Kellett's killer or killers had stolen a few items, an unspecified amount of money, a ring and a paperweight appeared to have been stolen. Was the motive murder or was the motive robbery and it went wrong and Doris ended up being murdered? Why would somebody attack a defenceless woman of 92 years old? The police at the time were under the impression that it was a robbery that had gone wrong. Some local people in the area close to Doris's home had apparently observed her talking to two men on the very day of her murder. In fact, it was only about three quarters of an hour or slightly longer before her body was discovered, which does seem quite a likely lead, really. The men must have been quite brazen to have committed such a crime in that particular area because the local police station was only located approximately 20 yards from Doris Kellett's home. 
Doris had been seen talking to two men on her doorstep of her home at about five o'clock in the evening. One of the men had been holding a clipboard. Both men had by all accounts been dressed in fairly casual clothes. Not very much is known about these men other than that and they have never been identified or have come forward of their own accord. Doris at the time of her death had been a widow who had lived alone. She had a son. It is known that Doris would use the services of a volunteer driver service to attend the church group sessions. She would also have a lift back home again afterwards. It is also known that she had indeed used this service on the day of her murder, but no leads were established from the people questioned. In all likelihood, and as the police that investigated the murder suspected, it would seem, it does seem to be a random attack by these bogus callers. The man with the clipboard, it would seem, was just trying to look the part so that if anyone saw the men, they would not really question what they were doing. It is known that the money stolen was from the pension that Doris had recently collected from her local post office, which she did on a regular basis. Back in 1990, it was fairly typical for anyone either receiving benefits of any kind or a pension to go to the local post office to collect either every week or every other week or monthly, depending on the frequency of the payments or just when they actually needed the money. Nowadays, of course, most people, but by no means everyone, will collect any relevant payments either from their pensions or from benefits by the money being paid straight into their bank accounts because it's a lot obviously a lot easier for people some people prefer to still collect it from the post office but not everyone by any means doris kellett did not have any known enemies and the police could not find a reason for anyone to want her dead Not very much information is available on this unsolved murder case, but I still really wanted to cover it. I really hope that someone comes forward in the near future with any information that will finally solve this case. Shortly after the murder, a reconstruction was done with a retired policewoman playing the part of Doris Kellett. The reconstruction appeared on the popular BBC programme Crime Watch UK, but no new information relevant to the case actually came to light. A cold case team has looked at the case again and quite recently too, in fact in 2016, but it still remains such a baffling case and an incredibly sad one. The murder was so brutal and it was carried out against such an innocent person who did not have any realistic chance of getting away from the danger or defending herself in any way. At least Doris had spent a happy day doing what she enjoyed doing and hopefully she did not suffer for too long during the horrific attack that ended her life. Everyone who knew her, including her family and friends as well as her neighbours, would have been devastated about the murder and the fact that no one has ever paid the price for such a brutal, unprovoked attack. They must surely, that must surely make matters worse in their eyes. Also, in the months and even the years after the murder, they must have, must have caused such anxiety to local people living in the area 
would the killer strike again? Had he or they moved to another area or had they, for whatever reason, not killed again? Maybe the intention was not to kill anyone when Doris was approached, but for whatever reason, the situation got out of control. Obviously, through no fault of the innocent victim. It could not, I could not find any information on any other robberies or similar attacks from the same area or pretty close by that could potentially be linked together in that sort of time frame. I've certainly heard that people will target vulnerable people and they will try to gain their trust or they will um, stake out a particular property in order that the criminal can go back and rob them later but rarely does it end in a defenceless woman in her 90s being murdered in the process it does seem as though the two men that were seen talking to doris had something to do with her death you would actually think that although they appeared suspicious if in fact that they had a genuine reason for calling on doris skellett that if they came forward it could in all probability be established just why they had called on her that particular day. By not coming forward, it certainly makes them seem guilty. So in all probability, in my opinion anyway, it would seem that the two strangers that were seen talking to Doris on the day of her murder were in all probability involved. The fact that money was missing would imply that robbery was the motive, but why kill a defenceless woman who posed no threat to them at all? other than maybe she would be able to identify them or at the very least be able to give a good description to the police, which could have led to them being apprehended later, maybe. They were obviously careful, though, and it would appear that they did not leave any incriminating evidence. They did not leave the murder weapon there either. That could lead, that, you know, obviously means that if they'd left stuff, they, it could have ended up with them being put away for murder. The home help who discovered Doris's body and later spoke to a neighbour of Doris Kellett's told them about the amount of blood that was at the murder scene and that the settee in the house had been covered with blood from the brutal attack. That must have been such a shock. It is very sad that the family have not got any answers for what happened and that no one so far has had to pay for the crimes committed on such a defenceless person. I really hope that one day more information does come to light and that both men, if they were the ones responsible, are put away in prison or at the very least identified. Clearly whoever carried out such a brutal murder should not be out in society because clearly they are such a risk to society and need to be punished for what they did. Maybe they have committed other crimes over the years that have passed since 1990. It must have been such a shock not only to Doris Kellett's family but also to her friends including the people that she had just a few hours earlier spent time with at the church centre groups. Also, her neighbours would have obviously been very shaken and, and shocked by what had happened. Also, people would be wondering if the killer or killers would strike again at any point, which would lead to a lot of fear in the local community. The poor person who was 
working as a home help for Doris on that day, also must have been left extremely shaken by what she had witnessed. She was just doing what she always did and went along to provide some assistance to an elderly lady so that the lady could stay living in her own home, but with some additional support. Doris Kellett was a fairly active lady who appeared to enjoy taking part in the local community and socialising with, with other people in the community as well. It is a shame that not very much is known about this cold case and that the police do not seem to be any closer to solving the murder than they were at the beginning. A lot of crimes do go unsolved, of course, but with any luck, this unsolved murder will eventually be solved and justice can then start to be served in some way or at the very least the guilty person, even if dead, can be identified. A person does expect to be safe in their own home and they do not expect to be attacked, robbed and or murdered. Thank you so much for listening and I'm sorry that there is not more information available on this very sad case. Credits for this episode go to the website unsolvedmurders.co.uk and the group of newspapers, the Telegraph and the Argos group of newspapers, which were um, online. Um, that's where I got most of the information. Not that there is very much information, but that's where I got most of the information from. <laughs>